I'll begin reading at verse number one. It came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. He saddled his donkeys and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and cleaved the wood and went unto the place which God had told him. And then on the third day, on three days journeys walking, even Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Bide here, or there be here, while the, while the, with the donkeys and I and the lad, we're going to go yonder and worship and come again to you. Wow. Open your mouth and you'll find out what kind of faith they have. We're going to go up there, and, uh, and I'm going to offer Isaac sacrifice. That's what God told me to do, and we'll come back. Amen. Praise God. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it upon the Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hands and knife, and they went, both of them, together. And Isaac spake unto Abram, Abraham, excuse me, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Behold, the, the, and he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said unto, said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for an offering. So they went, both of them, together. Now this was, we had this last week, and I read the same text and we talked about the journeys that he had, he had had, and uh, and we talked about a lot of things. And uh, I, uh, I I read some scriptures in Matthew the fourth chapter and Luke the fourth chapter, and uh, about uh, Jesus's situations himself too, Amen. And he and uh, temptations. And let me just let me say this: temptations and persecutions. And oppositions are not something that we should think that's uh, unusual. We are we are in battle. I guess you went down to that meeting with Brother Harrelson today, and you just looked and saw all those faces. They're opposed to anything that's holy. They're they're opposed. They're opposed to taking these books out of the library that tells children how to have sex at five years old. And demonstrate it. And they want to keep those books in the library. They don't want you to come down and talk about it or oppose them in it. What a, what a life, what a life we are, we're, we're battling in this, this period of time. Amen. And uh, I, w I want to read Hebrews 
Let's, let me start in this with uh, where I was left off. Hebrews, the second chapter. And I'll be jumping around a lot. I'll be reading a lot of scriptures. Amen. And, and it's, it's not off the subject per se, but uh, Hebrews, the second chapter, and the ninth verse says it like this. Amen. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Here I'm, I maybe jumped on that a little bit too quick, but, but Abraham was making the most beautiful uh, object lesson of Jesus Christ and his crucifixion here as he was offering up Amen. Uh, his only begotten son. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. John 3.16. And many could quote that. I know if I heard a theologian couldn't, couldn't quote it. He, he said... Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And then he emphasized what does, a, what, what does shall mean? Shall, shall. He kept saying shall not perish. And that's totally wrong, isn't it? Should not perish. Anybody that can read the word of God and knows that he died for their sins, it's dumb for people not to accept it. Amen. <clears throat> this is just off my cuff, okay. I wonder how many of you folks have a cleaner house than you do with your heart. What did I say? I wonder how many of you have a cleaner house than you do. You have a cleaner heart. A clean heart. I know it stings. But you know what? We want to make a good impression on people that walk in our house. And some people will sit in the, and stare the preacher down with things in their heart that they don't ask forgiveness of. I, don't, I, I know that doesn't happen here, but verse 16 of Hebrews, it says it like this. I got some more reading I could do, but verse 16, for verily he took not on himself the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. This is, this is, this is Paul, I think it was writing in Hebrews. And he's explaining, amen, the thing that Jesus did, comparing them to what Abraham did as an object lesson. Amen, that he offered his only begotten son. Oh, hallelujah. And I got these, got these things that 
that uh, it, various commentaries said it took not only the nature of angels, but he took on the nature of mankind. Jesus had the Jesus had a human nature. Amen? And he did not take on the nature of angels, but he took on the seed of Abraham. Amen. Wherefore, in all things, he behooveth him to be made likened unto his brethren. Amen. Human beings, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Amen. Hebrews chapter, now just, I'll read, I'll read in the next verse too. I'll read on. For it is that he, he himself has suffered being tempted. Amen. He is able to succor them that are, that are tempted. He's able to, he's able to understand. I know what you're going through. You know, you, you've ever heard that say, we don't know what I'm going through. You can't, you can't pray that prayer. You don't know what I'm going through. I, he knows her heart, first of all, but he's been there and done that. Hallelujah. Amen. Genesis chapter 22. Back there, amen, where I was. Genesis chapter 22. Y'all kind of got quiet on me from what I said a while ago. I really didn't try to be antagonistic with that. But I was, we're just going to leave you a little thought. Amen. And that we, we need to keep our hearts clean too. Amen. You, you, we, we, you're offering him, there was a sacrifice, amen. Now as you read the story here, as Abraham is walking up that hill and he just just walked like they're going up there to do a do a sacrifice. My son, the Lord's he's gonna prepare, he's gonna provide himself. Amen. He, everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be all right. You not don't worry about that. God's gonna take care of everything. Amen. I want to back up to, to Genesis chapter 17. And uh, we'll read some verses of scripture here. And, and I, I'm going to just kind of play with our mind a little bit. Genesis chapter 17. And I will begin reading at verse number 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah but Sarah shall be her name, shall her name be. I will bless her and give thee a son also of her, and yet I will bless her and she shall be the mother of nations, kings, and people shall be, her, be of her. Then Abraham fell, on his, fell upon his face and laughed, and I think we, we didn't read that last Wednesday night, but but he just, he thought that was kind of funny because it's impossible, impossible. 
Verse 19, let's read to there. And God said to Sarah, thy, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply. Amen. He exceedingly. Twelve princes shall be he beget, and I will make him a great nation. Amen. But my covenant, it will be established in Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at that set time in next year. Now, all the promises in the book is mine, every chapter, every verse, and every line, we sing that song. And do you know, brothers and sisters, there is so many promises in this book that we have heard and, and then we start wondering, questioning. God said this and amen, by his stripes we're healed. Uh, God's, what, whatever God's made promises to us, those promises die with the situation we have. Many times, we forget about what God's promised to us. We forget about what God has done to us, fill us with his spirit. And when we have a problem, we're wondering where God is and he will keep his word or we're going to, this is going to be a, 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 something that's going to take us down. Am, am, am I right? Sometimes we forget the promises that God has made to us. The promises in the book. And even I, I dare say that most of you have had some promises of God that you felt like he's, he had spoken to you about. And yet when problems come up, when something like this comes up, and this is what the point is, Abraham believed the promise more than he believed that his son was going to die. He believed God's going to raise him from the dead. Right? We'll read that in a little bit later on. But Abraham kept walking on, and, and, uh, and, and if I, uh, I tried my best to get my mind rolling and thinking, what was going through Abraham's mind? He, he certainly wasn't talking to anybody. He didn't tell tell Sarah what he was going to do. I'm going to take this boy over here and we're going to, I'm going to crucify him. I'm going to, I'm going to offer him a sacrifice. Uh, he didn't tell the, la the, the, the two men down there. He said, me and the lad's going to come back. He was walking by faith and not by sight. Amen. Hallelujah. He never flinched. Because he was holding on to the promises I just read to you in the 17th chapter. And when he got to the 22nd chapter and God asked him that, they just don't make sense to each other, right? Well, you, you, you told me that Isaac was going to be the one, now you're asking me to kill him, offer as a sacrifice. But Abraham was not flinching. 
Am I, am I right? He, 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 never, he never even questioned God. God, you promised me. Or God, you, what's going on with you? Or whatever was going through his mind. Uh, I, I know that I've, I, I, I probably preached to a lot of folks with troubled minds and questioning and wondering if they're going to make it through this and make it through that. Let me tell you something. You'll just stand upon the promises. I just, we, had, we had a little bit of that last Wednesday night. When God promises you something, when God promises something, he's, he's going to keep his promise. He's going to keep his promise. I jump, I'm going to jump the gun just a little bit, but let me just, let's turn over to James. James, the first chapter. And uh, James, well, I, uh, I, you, I've, I've said this before when I was reading from James. Uh, it was uh, Lord, one of the Protestant founders. He said, basically, he said, James was not, should not have been in the Bible because it's hay. It's, you know, because James starts talking about us, about works and faith, you know. But James here, James first. Yeah, Martin Luther. I, I, I had it before I came in here, but it, I, I left it away in a chair somewhere. The name. I forgot. He meant James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. James was the half-brother of Jesus. And then James wrote, wrote, like, wrote like this, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall in diverse temptations. Boy, what are you talking about? It's a wonderful thing, joyful thing. Praise God, hallelujah. I did hear testimony one time said, the devil's been after me all day long, praise God, hallelujah. What he's really saying was, he ain't got me. What he's really saying, he, 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 he hadn't got control of my life. Hallelujah. I've been tempted. I've been tried. I've been tested. Uh, count it all joy. Because you know God is working something out. The only, the only, thing, the only thing that, uh, that Abraham was doing, he was walking up that hill thinking, God's got something. I don't know how he's going to work it out. Uh, I, I, but I know he's got a promise. He promised me. This boy is going to have, he's going to be the father of nations. Amen. And uh, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I got a promise. Hold on to your promises. Cling to the promises. Amen. 
Don't worry about the circumstances. James says, count it a joy when you fall into diverse temptations. For you know that the trials of your faith is going to work with patience. Just, hallelujah, how things are going. Well, they're not going exactly what I would like for them to be, but uh, everything's going to come out all right. Amen. It's, the, it's, it's, we're not going to stop in the middle of the race. The end results is what we're after. Amen. Oh, praise God. My son, God will prepare himself a lamb. Hallelujah. You know what? When you walk by faith, you can just trust and believe what God's promised. Hallelujah. And I'd say, I, I just say, I'm, I'm sure that I've got some of you probably thinking about circumstances you have or about Abraham and what he was thinking when he was going up that hill. The promise overrides the circumstances. The promises of God overrides the problems you got. Promises of God overrides your cert. Amen. Your, uh, your, your financial, whatever, you, whatever you're going through, God's got promises. To, he's going to keep us. Amen. Hallelujah. This one thing I do, I will trust and obey. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to turn to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, because Hebrews, Hebrews just tell, kind of tells us a little story about, about Abraham. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, we'll read about the uh, eighth verse. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 8. It says it like this. By faith, Abraham, when he was called. Now, now, now Paul started preaching about Abraham. Amen. Before, before we have got. To. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have afterward receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out not knowing where he was going. But the Bible tells us he was looking for a city, Brother Harrelson, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. We're looking for a city. Amen. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. It was a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. Amen. The heirs with him of the same promises. For he looked for a city whose builder, whose foundation, whose, whose builder and maker was God. Through faith, he also, Sarah, amen, received the strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. And I, uh, I think I made a little statement about this last Wednesday night. You know what? God, God knows who he chooses. When he called Abraham and the Sunday school lesson this last Sunday, or I think it was Brother Justin was talking about uh, Abraham 
who walked up to Heron with his dad and uh, his two brothers and so forth. And, and then God called Abraham out of that. He called him from Ur first and from Haran second. And of course, uh, I, I don't want to add this into it, but Lot went with him, which he shouldn't have done. Because God couldn't give, God couldn't give the promised seed to Lot left. And you know, you know, you know when Sarah conceived for Isaac, it was when God was speaking to Abraham on his way down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And when Lot took off out west or east, and uh, was got out of got out of Abraham's descendants. Amen. Can I read on in, in verse number 17 of the 11th chapter? Of, it comes back to Abraham again. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, he offered up Isaac. And he had, that had received the promises, offered up him his only begotten son. When he was tried, Amen. Amen. He, the one that he received by promise, he offered him back to God, really. Of whom it is said, Amen, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, according to that God was able to raise up him up even from the dead, from whence also he had received him as a figure. Amen. We're talking about Abraham. And how that he, uh, he just walked it by faith. I got a promise. I know God's going to work it out. I don't know how he's going to do it. I know he has raised the dead. Probably, but I, I don't know, but I don't know. But I just know this. If I kill him, God's going to raise him up. And he would have killed him. God didn't stop him. And God let him draw the knife back before he ever said, whoop, here. Uh, now I know. In other words, you're, you're going, going to go through with the, the offer of the sacrifice. Now I know. Amen. That you, were, you were faithful. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, I'm, I know this, this lesson tonight, and I will, I will tell you, there is a lots of things that it, God brings us to that position where we've, we've got to make that step of faith or just be where we are. I believe that every one of us needs to take a step of faith every once in a while. Amen. Like God was, was asking of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. And I've already quoted that scripture twice today, tonight. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. We're so, so apt to, to, to make our decision by what we see. So apt to make our decisions on what we think is this is the way it's supposed to be. But Paul told the Corinthians, 
we are walking by faith. Amen. We, we, we don't know. We just don't know. Amen. Uh, God's plan. I, I've got some scriptures and examples. Joseph, all that Joseph went through. He was thrown in the pit. His brothers, well, you know the story. His brothers was going to just let him. He was a dry, dry pit. It won't be long. He, he'd be dead. Couldn't get out. But one of them... His elder brother, he was going to go try to get him out of there. And then here come the Ishmaelites. Oh, just, they just right on time, wasn't they? So happened to be the pit by the side of the road where people, traffic came by and carried him down to Egypt. And so he's, I mean, he just got out of one, one death almost and uh, got down to Egypt. And you know the story. Potiphar's wife, you know, and Potiphar had him thrown in prison uh, because she lied to on him, and then he got lost in the prison and gotten forgotten. Amen. For a long time, and got out, and all of the process that God was taking him through was something that was helping Joseph to uh, be a better man. believe that some of the things you go through makes you better if you don't get bitter amen God has a way God has a way I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll make this point Sunday in my Sunday school lesson But uh, our Sunday school lesson is Jesus was talking about Jesus uh, sending his disciples on the little boat. And uh, Jesus wouldn't go with them. He just constrained them to get in the boat. Now go on, go on. He called them to follow him and, and now he puts them in a boat all by themselves while he went up on the mountain and started a storm. I believe that. I, I believe that the storm, either the storm was coming, he knew it, or he made the storm. Because lessons learned, amen, when you go through something and you learn, you become stronger. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. And that's where faith kicks in. Abram did not say anything out of the ordinary. He didn't come back at the Lord with a prayer or anything else. But inside of him, he was thinking, God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out. Hallelujah. Nobody knew really what, it's not recorded what he was thinking but we're trying to think for him and say, how, could, how did he go through all this process? Amen, that, that he was going through. Amen. 
Abraham never told anybody. As I said a while ago, he was walking by faith and not by sight. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. The 20th century New Testament says, Amen. We glide or guide our lives by faith and not what we see. Amen. The uh, Weymouth translation says, We guide our lives by faith and not Amen. The appearance is what we what appears to be right. Moffat's translation says, "For I have have, Amen. For I have to to lead my life in faith without seeing Him. I, I allow God to lead my life without seeing Him, because I know that what impressions or what spiritual direction He gives me, it's 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 all okay." Amen. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. This I say, walk in the spirit, and then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lost the spirit. Amen. Just let, let the spirit guide us. Amen. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he was going to lead us and guide us into all truth. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15. So then that you walk, amen, circumspectly. <laughs> And not as fools, but as wise. And that word circumspectly means you walk with God carefully. You walk with God, amen, observing, amen, as you go. You work for God, amen, through your circumstances. You work circumspectly through your circumstances. Amen, because God is leading us all. And I dare say I'm talking to people tonight that there's a lot of times that we don't know what to do and we just start praying or meditating and, and asking God to lead us. And there's just that feeling that you have. You may not be hearing a voice, but there's a feeling that this is the way God wants me to go. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now the devil, uh, well, I'll tell you a story that... Uh, that I heard some many years ago. I worked with, I, when I worked in Memphis, I worked with probably uh, 60 guys. We were all with various, uh, going various business ways, but doing, but uh, I worked with each, most, each one of them at, at, at a time. Uh, and they was, I would say 30 to 40% of those folks were all World War II veterans and I could hear all kinds of stories. And uh, one of them got lost one time. It was over in Germany. And uh, he got lost and uh, he, he didn't know where to go. So he kind of hunkered down. And next thing you know, he was, uh, uh, saw a bunch of Germans. And he throwed his, his gun on them. He got the, got the drop on them. And uh, they threw up their hands. And he said, now, which way to the American lines? And they said, uh, this way. He said, we're going this way. Because he said, he knew, he knew they were lying. He knew, he knew they weren't going to take him back to the American lines where they would be prisoners of war. So he, they told him right the opposite. And he just went right the opposite way from what they told him. And um, so I'm going to tell you, anything the devil tries to lead you, you just need to have prayer walk by faith and not by sight walk by faith in God and trust in God and pray to God and give direction of God 
and not by what you feel like is a is the right way. Abraham was walking, amen, to Moriah, amen, by faith. I, I know, I know everything is going to be all right. I trust God. I claim to his promises. Abraham's obedience, amen, is the most prophetical. I said already today, tonight, it's the most prophetical picture of God's future redemption plan. God so loved the world. Amen. Second Corinthians. Amen. Chapter two. Second Corinthians chapter two, and I will begin reading verse number four. For out of much afflictions and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know that the love which I have more abundantly unto you. For if any have cause to grieve, he hath not grieved me, but in part that I may not overcharge you at all, or you all, suffering such as man this punishment which was inflicted of many, so that contrariwise you ought rather to forgive him and, amen, and comfort him, lest perhaps each one of you should swallow up in overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that you be Confirm your love toward him for this end that is, is written that I might know the proof of your whether, whether you be obedient in all things to whom forgiveness anything I, I forgive also for if I forgive things of whom I, I forgave it ye your sake for your sake forgive I in the person of Christ, amen. We don't carry grudges and we don't, uh, we don't walk out of the line of God's purpose and plan for our lives, amen. We'll make a point, amen. Mark, Mark uh, 15th chapter, Mark chapter 15 and a few verses of scripture. Mark chapter 15 and verse 29 says it like this, amen. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, ah, thou hast destroyed the temple and built it in three days. Save yourselves and come down from the cross. Likewise, all the, ch the chief priests mocked him, amen, and said among themselves, amen, with scribes, who he saved others, but himself, he, can, he can't save them, amen. And he said, let Christ, the King of Israel, amen, descend now from the cross that he may see and believe and that they, we may, that, that, that we're crucified with him, reviled him. And when the sixth hour was come and there was darkness on the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, 
ni sel eloai eloai lamai amen sabachthaniya amen that was my god my god why hast thou forsaken me amen going all the way people were people were disbelieving amen jesus was the messiah they disbelieved and they was mocking him if you're the christ come down from the cross and this and the scripture says that jesus spoke those words now i i, I did look those up or try to look them up to see what jesus said my god my god why hast thou forsaken me you can read this in the in, in psalms chapter 22 and verse 1 david said those words himself too luke 23 and 46 amen amen it tells us Jesus said in, in thy hands I commend my spirit. Amen. Jesus was the true sacrifice that Abraham was enacting. Amen. And in also in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 45 and 47 again Jesus prayed in that it was the same that was Matthew's in uh, rendition of what he said. So I looked up Uh, I was looking up to see what Jesus said there, and uh, I was reading some commentaries, and the commentary was saying this: Jesus, uh, when he said uh, this on the cross, Eloi, Eloi, Lamai, Sabbathani, is uh, my God, my God, why shall thou forsake me? It was not Greek. It was not Hebrew. It was not Latin. It was not Syriac or any language. Now, this is what the commentary said. I'm going to go over them. Jesus didn't speak any language that was known in that area. It's interpreted here what he said, but the folks listening to him. Didn't understand it. Why? Because the, whatever Jesus said, what language he spoke on the cross, they thought that he was calling Elijah. If you read on in both Matthew and as well as Mark. Uh, they thought that he was calling Elijah, uh, but Jesus didn't even speak a language that they all knew. He was speaking heavenly language, I guess, speaking unknown tongues, or whatever. And what did he say? My God, my God. Amen. Amen. You would have to say, Jesus was speaking from a human standpoint there, from a human being, because he called the Father, God, my God, my God. That's a good oneness point that you you can talk about, because even uh, he was he was not calling Elijah; he was calling Jehovah God. Amen. Felt like he was forsaken. 
whatever. What I'm really telling you is when Abraham was offering up Isaac, he was offering up a, a again, as I say, typology or an understanding that he was, he was portraying the cross and the crucifixion of Jesus. Amen. Way back there because he was the, he was, he was, he was offered up the promised seed. Amen. Nathan Stone said, there is little, little real knowledge in these days of the one true God. Hey, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm speaking to a one God group of people. Jesus called his father God. And I'd say he was, he was God manifest in the flesh. We all know that. But, but he was recognizing, he went to you, you and I agree that. Amen. Jesus, Jesus said in his prayers in St. John, I'm going to read St. John, the 17th chapter. And uh, we'll, we'll read this and go. Amen. St. John chapter 17. And I will begin reading the first verse. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Amen. Glorify thou thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given me power over all flesh, that he should give it given eternal life and as many as thou hast, hast given him. This is the life eternal that they that might know that the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Hallelujah. He was talking to the one true God and himself was a sent vessel to be sacrificed for the sins of the world. Hallelujah. And so the story of Abraham, we're talking about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. And I have a lot of stories going through the Bible of, of, of what God has provided, his promises, his promises. Jehovah Jireh, that's what Abraham said when he found, saw the, the lamb or the, uh, the ram in the, in the thicket. Jehovah Jireh, God has provided himself a sacrifice. That's what he told, he, that's what he told Isaac going up the hill. And it come to pass. And I'm going to tell you, God has provided, and I could think of, I could think of dozens of things in the Bible, stories where God provided miraculously. Amen, like he did here. What a beautiful story. My son, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh. Praise God. Shall we stand? I hope I didn't bore you all to death. Amen, I got, like I say, I got mega, mega stories that you all know them. And there's no use me talking about them, but except to tell you, God always will provide what he has promised. 
Amen. God will always provide what he's promised. And we've got to stand upon his promises and believe. Amen. And I know that I know that our faith sometimes are wavered. That's, but I said, I think it was last Wednesday night or, or something, but God always chooses good. He, he chooses good. He knows. When he chose Mary and Joseph to go through all they went through, Amen. And never flinched from being obedient to what God had. And Abraham to go through what he went through. This tells us that if we'll just keep walking by faith, the promises will always be there. God will always fulfill his promise. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for this story. It's been two nights, God. And I pray, Lord, that I brought it out in such a way, God, that we could understand that there is men, God, that demonstrated just exactly, God, what you wanted them to do, that, God, our faith would not stand, God, in the circumstances of life, in the problems we have, or, God, in the opposition we would have. And I do know that this, this last days that we are, of course, we would talk about it tonight, God, of the all the things going on down in our library and the city councils and city people and the, the folks that runs the library, they, they don't want nobody telling them what to do. They don't want nobody, but we, we're in opposition. God, but I believe this, I believe this is, Lord, if we will pray and seek your face, victory will come. And we're going to pray that way in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. And the Lord bless you. Good.